Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray, and this week I am an officer. What's lower than an officer? Private. Just a private. <laughs> I am a private in lawn. That's what I am. Looking at weeds now. Like, looking at weeds now. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I went up to the lake because one of the perks, the perk of having to teach online is that you can teach online from Anywhere. wherever there is internet. So mm-hmm. I was up at the lake last week. And I left thinking, mm, I know the neighbors have mowed on both sides of us, but the lawn is okay. It's okay. It'll be fine till I get back. And then we had a week of like glorious hot weather yeah. and cool nights. And I came back to knee-high grass in the backyard and the front yard garden, which is all we have in the front yard, is like, it's it's so big there are weeds everywhere and everything is twice its size and and the shrub i thought i chopped out last year is now three feet tall so apparently it's not chopped out yet so i have got some work ahead of me (laughs) i'm gonna have to be i'm gonna have to mow the lawn once so that i can go back and then mow like I'm gonna have to mow the lawn, sort of like a papa wheelie, so oh, <laughs> I can take off the top part of the lawn and then go back and mow the rest of the lawn, and then like anyway, it's it's my own damn fault. But I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at lots of greenery and weeds all over the place here. <laughs> I do not regret it, but tomorrow I may regret it. <laughs> so you're gonna have to wheel that lawnmower like in uh, what was that Peter Jackson movie with the zombie Zangaya? Yes. <laughs> Where he has the he has a lawnmower face up and just walking with it. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. It'll be it'll be it'll be lots of fun. <laughs> so that's me. Nice. Well that's uh yeah that's something. the uh the battle <laughs> against the battle against the weeds is uh next door to us it looks like they've got a cornfield in their backyard. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's really something. <laughs> and I'm I like, know. it's fine, as long as none of it encroaches. I know. Uh, but and normally but I, oh normally I put down like wood chips in the front yard. Oh to, nice, like, yeah. To hmm. hamper the weeds, but I didn't get around to it this year and it's so hard going to garden centers to buy anything anyway. And when and, I do go, there's And they rare. don't have they don't have mulch. No. Because we've gone we've I've looked everywhere and I, you know, have been sort of widening the the, the search out and uh and yes, I, I checked uh, I checked all of Kitchener and Waterloo and uh have had no luck. Oh, okay, so it's okay, then it's, it's out like, of my yeah, hands. It, it it's is totally out of, your out of hands, my sir. hands. But uh, I, I'm glad oh, to have Jesus. set your mind to peace on that part of it yeah. because sheesh. Uh but um the, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. And I've been I've been uh, using the uh, the push mower over the last uh, few weeks. And it's a you know, we got a, a reasonably sized lawn. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I'm just like, hey, I got uh, I got rings to close on my watch. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a little more work, but that's OK. But the thing I'm noticing is it doesn't mulch like the uh, the uh, the mower does. And so it's. 
it's not yeah. quite the same. It's not quite the same. Although now I've kind of, you know, fought it to uh, to a, a place where um, where where I'm I'm winning. Uh, but you know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna go away in a, in a few weeks, uh, for, uh, for, a, a, a stretch and, uh, and you know, that'll be a problem again. So yep. it is what it is. Starts all over again. Exactly. The battle. And so the battle begins. That's right. Well, folks, I, um, as well as being a battler against lawn, um, am, <laughs> um, I, I am Paul French and, uh, this week I, um, am the postmaster general of mailbox. Uh-huh. My acronym is lacking because of X. <laughs> <laughs> Stall for X, where X is uh, my eight-year-old uh, breaking the little pin off the watch band for uh, the smartwatch we got her for her birthday, and now I'm trying to figure out how to find a replacement. But oh no, it is not easy. And, um, you know, it is a standardized watch band that they use on a lot of kids' smartwatches where you just kind of slip the, the end of the band off and there's a USB plug. But I'm having a hell of a time finding them. So I have, uh, I have been through the Etsy's. I have been through the Ebay's. <laughs> I have been through the Amazon and, um, and uh, feel like I would be better actually wading through the actual Amazon uh, to find them. <laughs> And uh, so, um, you know, more to come. But but that's what I've been like working on literally for the last hour or so. And uh, and because she's so upset about it. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, I, I got to come up with an acronym. Oh, my acronym is lacking. It's like, ooh, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling those things are made so that anything goes wrong. It's like, you know what? Just got to buy a new and I'm And I'm actually not far off that. Um, Ella has a similar one, which she hasn't worn in ages, but now of course is the thing she's decided she really wants to wear more. Cause I was like, maybe we can just use that watch band. And she's like, well, I actually decided that I want to wear it more often. When that happened? Five minutes yeah, ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course you did. And, um, so yes. So, Hey folks, anyone knows, uh, you know, just, uh, drop it in the comments and, uh, it, it's just a little thing that kind of slips over the plot like the the sort of end of the watch is a little usb thing that you know just plugs into your usb port and uh and then it the watch band just slips over it so folks you know help a brother out um and that's all i got al how about you oh i'm out first, and first do you know of any watch bands no <laughs> all right fair enough sorry i don't have one of those and yeah you've already taken my ideas away <laughs> Have you tried Etsy? Oh, never mind that. I'm out. <laughs> but I am out, and this week I have been promoted to a double O agent, which means I have a license to kill, Ooh, of yeah. Gadfly. Goading agitated Darren's to fiercely loud yelling. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't ready, you should be listening to the other show on the feed, and uh, this episode from this past this past Monday, I wrote in a few things to set off Darren on a Boy, bit, the rest of the sh- the rest of the group on a bit of tangents, making sure Paul had a little bit, somehow making sure Paul had a little bit longer uh, episode to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, of course, I'm the one to get in trouble for all that because they're like, can't you can't you keep him under control? And I'm like, well, first, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
And secondly, and, eh, Murray's in charge of that podcast. Totally, totally. <laughs> and thirdly, you try. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, you know, there were a couple of things I wasn't aware of, too. So I didn't know about her being goddess of the sun. Um, yeah, I didn't know about that either. I was looking up, like, what's Donna Troy done? Like, there's got to be more crap there about Donna Troy. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, just dealing with Teen Titans alone. Um, yeesh. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeesh. Yeah. So you're tired of not knowing what's going on? Go listen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, dear. Poor Donna. Poor, poor Donna. All righty. Like well, Donna? there will be no Donna in this issue, as far as I know. She does not, not appear. Not yet. <laughs> we'll find a way. <laughs> Actually, she does show up in a little while, doesn't she? I'm fair. I think she would show up in Trinity. Yeah, I think we're still. Are we still a? a, a I can't remember. We're a ways from, from Trinity, are. I think. Yeah, because that and was like ninety three, ninety four, maybe. Yeah, and I don't know if she was a dark star at that point. I don't. She was one around um, around zero hour. Well, zero hour is the end of this series. Yeah, zero hour. Oh, that's the series. Out, no, right? I don't think she is. I think she becomes a dark star somewhere in the twenties of dark of that series, and it's uh, I'm seeing Dark Star Eleven is part four of Trinity. Oh, okay, yeah, because I I'm trying to remember. It's been so long since I've read any of that, and. Uh, like you know when it came out i've never um, any of the dark stars so I'm, and so so I'm, I'm trying to remember like is is kyle green lantern yet or was that 93 because maybe he was only six or seven issues in when zero hour happened zero hour is like between 54 and 55 or 55 and 56 of the green lantern title and he became oh, yes. 51 yeah, so, so it's it's really new for sure. Yeah, no, this okay. is still yeah, this is still gonna be Hal Jordan and Green Lantern. Okay. Oh yeah, it's okay, Green Lantern forty four and forty five. Yeah, this is before the Superman crossover and everything and Emerald. Twilight. Right, because well, because Emerald Twilight is what in issue fifty basically, or forty eight in issue fifty. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Huh. Yeah, so I think like far. Off I think like forty six is the the reign of the Superman crossover, and then forty seven is like a kind of like a fill-in Green Lantern, Green Arrow issue, and then right. the Z, Twilight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The Twilight. Uh-huh. So I don't think we will get her. Unless she shows think... up in one of the annual crossovers, like uh, we yeah. get to a... I think we still have Eclipso coming up, right? For the series? We do. I believe we do, yeah. Yes, yes, there's Eclipso, so she might be in one of those. Hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Maybe. Maybe, but she's not in this one. <laughs> no, we we are looking at issue forty-one of Legion ninety-two, and we're we are looking at a Dan Brereton cover, which is oh, pretty yes. amazing. Yeah, he's yeah, a great cover artist. He is. Mm. So like, maybe type Nocturnals first, just the covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, like, yeah. Yeah, I would be curious to see what his page-to-page, uh, panel-to-panel art is like. Like, because he's definitely a great cover artist, but those are different skills. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the sequential thing's a whole other thing. Now, I'm trying to recall if, um, uh, what was it? Um, what was the other uh, DC series that you did? Uh, Giant Killer? Yeah, that might have been one of them, yeah. I mean, it was a creator-owned series, but DC did publish it. Yeah, yeah, because I know he did some... Um, I know, and and the worst thing is, I know I know we totally talked about this before, but... You oh, know. yeah, because I got the... Uh, he did a Kickstarter to release, like, a, a special oversized hardcover that I got. Oh, nice. Mm. So. Very nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was Batman Thrill Killer is the one I was thinking of. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, that's really good. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, I, I seem to recall it was it was pretty good. Yes, that's true. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Alrighty, so we got Lady Quark and we got Garv being tentacled all over the cover. They're being Space squished space. and mushed <laughs> as they are uh, zapping and fighting their way through the tentacles. He has a trowel. Hey. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you know, when you're I don't know. You got to dig your way out. Because <laughs> you know, this is before we got to the image age of um, you know huge knife shanks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we we bought a thing for our fence because we're trying to stave off the uh, collapsing of our of our back fence and you know just hold off on having to pay for that for one more oh, year. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and we so we bought these things from Home Depot. They're like these you know. You basically put them in and then screw them to the side of the thing after you've sledgehammered it down. And so we did that yesterday and it worked remarkably well. And it's because these things are, you know, thick and but they look like image swords, you know, <laughs> where, where like they, they look like something someone in Wildcats would have used. And um, and uh, and and, you know, so they go when they go in the ground like that, you know, you you best put them in the right place because that's where they're staying and in fact we tried to get we tried to adjust one slightly yesterday and it's like nope that's still a better angle than what we've got so that'll be fine and uh once we bolted it to the uh to the post it was it was great but but yeah like image swords and so this was before the age of image swords because uh um that looks like he's doing a little gardening yeah he is taking his trowel out in space with him which is adorable exactly he's like i saw the martian i know that we can apparently grow plants out here so. <laughs> exactly i'm gonna science the shit out of this <laughs> <laughs> all right so we get uh we get one of those cool panels where they work the words the title yes. into uh into the panel so it's called caring but the letters, the letters are set into the panel, sort of. And we have uh, Garv and Lady Quark ship floating through space. Um, and floating I, is the word. I love the way Kitson and Smith do uh, do Garv. It, it's like just they give they give such depth to him. Yeah, 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 yeah it looks yeah. it looks fantastic. Oh, he looks great here. Yeah. In Yes, yes. And floating is definitely the word because they have lost all power. <laughs> They've lost all instrument readings. They are just kind of floating through space. There's 
something is blanketing our scanning signals, says Garve, and Lady Quark realizes communications are down. Um, and Garve says, nope, something is scrambling our transmissions. We're deaf and blind, and we can't move without navigation. We have no choice but to go out and see what it looks like for ourselves. So this is brought to us by Barry Kitson, who is the storyteller. Robin Smith is inking. Coloring is Laverne Kinzierski. Gaspar is on letters. And Bad Dan Raspler is editing. Now, I noticed that they've... So I wonder if, if Kitson's sort of more laying stuff out and Robin Smith is... Because now he's embellishing. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, I wonder if we're dealing with sort of rougher pencils and mo- more of it taken care of in the inks because Kitson is writing as well. Yeah, taking more, has to spend more time on Could figuring be, out what's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder uh, if if that's part of it is just that that you know it, uh, you know, and that's no slight on Kitson. I mean, uh, you know, his layouts are one of the things he's best at. Um, but yeah, it it like Garve looks different. Yeah, than yeah. he has but, before, and it's great. I mean, uh, all for it. Yeah, they're the two of them are a good a good pair for sure. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So they hop out of the spaceship, and Garve is in his uh, Legion space issued <laughs> space suit. <laughs> no trans suits here, man. No, this is sir. A thousand years before trans suits. Nope. This we is like what, like a, this is like when they made the uh, the the flux capacitor back in the old west in Back to the Future Three. <laughs> yeah, totally. Where, you know, because it's like we don't do miniaturization yet. <laughs> no, yeah. no. But his cost, but his suit does have pouches. It looks like because yeah. it's the nineties. He's like, yeah. I, I don't get my image, uh, my image knife yet, my image sword, but that's okay. I got but pouches. We can splurge to, on the pouches. That's I right. got somewhere to put it when it comes. Yeah. <laughs> so they are out floating in space, and they see a giant, um, tentacly organ floating through space. It kind of looks like a heart or a. I don't know, a liver I'm not maybe. Sure, yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah, it looks like some kind of internal organ, but it, extra. Exactly, but yeah, it's, it's 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 visceresque. <laughs> exactly. It Just... kind of reminds me of the uh, what was it the issue where uh, stealth gives birth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's what it is. It's stealth placenta, um, <laughs> mut- mutated and grown. <laughs> I mean, it could very well be. <laughs> hey, you get you get Grant Morrison writing the sequel. That's what it would be. That's what it would oh, be. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> 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 so they're floating, looking down at the placenta. We'll call it for now. So now what? <laughs> we have no communications or navigation. Every mechanical probe Docs has sent to this region has disappeared. So we investigate, of course, says Lady Quark as she flies into it. And Garb just kind of floats along behind her. I was afraid you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> and we go back to Legion where uh, Vril has realized they he's lost another team. Well, he's lost he's lost a team as well as having lost all the probes and stuff he sent up previously. Um, and Strata is saying, we're back with mission accomplished. Phase, do you want to report? And she said, says, I think it better wait, Strata. What's going on? Our leader has managed to lose Garve and Lady Quark somewhere in space. That device is supposed to help find them. And we see that uh, 
Docs is sitting in like a giant cerebro like. Thank you. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking too. <laughs> a giant cerebro like machine with with a motorbike attachment, sort of. <laughs> it looks a bit like. Uh, reminds me, at least reminds me a bit of uh, the space jockey from the first Alien movie. Oh yeah! When they find him that. on that sh- when they find him on the ship with all the eggs before John Hurt gets you know gets that inside implanted him, <laughs> kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. <laughs> so Docs is looking through space trying to find a signal for his uh, lost teammates, and he is like finding nothing. Mary Jane, check the sub ether band transmissions. We'll have to try it recalibration. And Stealth says, Docs, what's going on? There's a massive spacecraft moving towards this star system, which seems to able to block any attempts to analyze it. I sent four mechanical probes, but they all disappeared, so a manned mission was necessary. And Stealth looks at him and says, it totally blanks all scanning? Exactly. So I dispatched Lady Quark, our most reliable and powerful operative, and Garv, who is silicon-based and built for the rigors of such investigations, I believed that would be risking as few lives as possible. Oh, oh, that's interesting. I never took him as being made of rock. Yeah, yeah. I always thought he was like pink, fleshy, yeah, solid yeah, stuff. That's... But he's, I guess, a different color rock. I mean, yeah, Strat is more like diamond form, and 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 he's more like a lava rock type thing. Yeah, that actually would make sense because that's yeah. cool. <laughs> now I'm picturing uh, Garb sitting in like a big b bag chair with lava lamps all around. Yeah, him. exactly. And he's just like, communing like, with his people. With his people. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so Strata. <laughs> Goes over to Brill. Is that meant to be a shot at how I ran the Embalan mission? Because, and Faze interrupts and says, it's not you. He's aiming at Strata. He's scoring points against me. He can't resist playing games. And we get a glowering shot of Docs. And Mary Jane steps in. I realize you have a personal disagreement going on, but shouldn't it wait until we find our friends? Each moment we waste, they could be in danger. Yes, precisely, says Docs. <laughs> and while they're having that little conversation, Stealth runs off on her own to her quarters, I assume. And when she gets in there, she opens up a box. Where is it? Where is it? Come on, come on, come on, come on. And she pulls out what looks like, you know, another little organ. <laughs> this one's mm-hmm. smaller, kind of like a heart. I'm feeling like we were right on the money. Totally. <laughs> it's like a hand. It's like a. It's like the mini micro version of that one. That's yeah. right. A micro machine. And uh, stealth lets go of it, and it just starts floating and glowing. I have a horrible feeling. I know what's happened to Garb and to Shanna. I just hope I'm wrong. And she's <laughs> sitting cross-legged, staring at this thing. And we go to visit with the two of them. This is very strange, says Garb. I've never seen a ship, or anything else for that matter, that was made of a substance like this. And Quark says, Docs will want samples. Agreed. I'll leave it to you while I scout the terrain. And uh, Garb says, I envy you the power of flight. Oh, see, his little garden trowel has a, has a purpose. 
totally. He's got yeah. like a Plump samples, a container. Yeah, he's getting a sample. Often seems to free you from the more mundane tasks in life. And he takes his little trowel and sticks it in the ground, and it spluts up at him, and we get some red liquid blurping out. And then the ground kind of curves up around him and and swallows him up. And yeah, I've got a bad feeling about this. That's right. With a slurp. <laughs> that is a slurp. He is slurped down good. And Lady Quark is flying above and says, Garve, Garve, he's not a fool. He wouldn't just wander off. She picks up his trowel. Wow, he's gone. look at that Lady Quark. Respecting. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. As best as she can. She's like fool killer. Fool, <laughs> not a fool. Fool, not a fool. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, yes. <laughs> not it's much a, more than that. <laughs> it's, it is fairly black and white, but uh-huh. Garve is coming out on the good side of that, so. That's true. Yeah, hey, I'm still credit, you're right. Credit where credit's due. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, we've established he's not a fool. So he wouldn't just wander off. So where could he? And then she gets glopped or slurped up into the bowels of the of the planet. <laughs> Some kind of defense system, but no real threat. Garv, the walls seem to be absorbing him. So she blasts them with a strike and frees him. And she says, Garv, are you all right? I think so, but my suit's ruined. Thank the stars. There seems to be breathable atmosphere in here. Wherever here is. I know. (laughs) They're very lucky. (laughs) And Lady Quark says, well, our course is clear. If this is a bioengineered craft, we need to find the nerve center guiding it. So they start exploring. And back on Cairn, they are still having no results. 15 attempts, no results. Enough waiting. I say we should go after them, says Strata. There's more danger than you know, Strata, says Stealth. What are you talking about? You're just going to have to trust me. I can't explain. But I know what's happened to Garv and Quark. And with your help, I think we can rescue them. And Strata says, we've been through enough together to rely on each other, Stealth. And Captain Comet agrees. And Faze says, what can we do? Faze, I need you to stay here and keep Docs off our backs. It's important he doesn't learn what we're doing. If you're sure, Stealth. Thanks. Let's go. And Telepath says, I'll stay too. I might be able to help out here. And while three of them head off, Docs is still looking out into space. Blasted. Nothing. Mary Jane modified the scan cycle to a radial gradient. And then we're out in space and we're watching... Comet and Strata and Stealth fly off. I wish we had something faster. It's the best ship Sezzle had available, Stealth. I guess that's their... Time uh, charge of the docks? I guess so, probably. Yeah. Like a Harbormaster? Totally, yeah, maybe. Now can you tell us what's going on? Docks is unknown intruder. It's an alien life form I've encountered before. Life form? Is it hostile? Says Captain Connacht. Not intrinsically, but it is powerful. And if it misunderstands Garb and Lady Quark's intentions, why should it? Well, it's not like anything they'll have seen before. They might go where they're unwelcome. Very unwelcome. This is ridiculous, says Docs. This device could count dust particles 30 light years away. I know something's there. All normal radiation is absent. 
Something must be blocking the scans. I don't think there's anything else we can try, Docs. We are flatlining on all probes. And that's it. We're helpless. No, this isn't going to beat me. I just need to. Where are the others? And Mary Jane says, um. <laughs> and Faye says, I asked them to leave. I thought it would help you concentrate. Very thoughtful. You may as well go, too. Mary Jane, I want to rerun the quantum emission scans. Wow. Very thoughtful. That's just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First Quark and now Docs? What's going on here? I know. Wild. Okay, so we're back exploring the tunnels. They are huge. If they're designed for the crew, I'm more concerned, says Quark, that we haven't seen any evidence of there being a crew. I have a bad feeling about this. Me too, but what choice do we have? And then suddenly, with some ploops and some splits, some creatures pop out of the walls and they start grabbing lady quark is is uh sort of immobilized and garv is fighting them off and he asks if she's all right and she just says so so weak what are these things can this be the crew whatever there are their touch seems to drain my powers hold them off i will be recovered shortly yeah, just don't make it too long. They're getting stronger fast. Not as fast as I. And she zaps them off of Quark, and that seems... Or, sorry, off of uh, Garv. And that seems to do the trick. They are free, and Garv says, You wipe them out, and no more are appearing. It would seem we've passed the test. Test? The first trap was designed for you. This one was designed for me. We couldn't have survived either without the other's help. But how could they know anything about us? They seem so primitive. There's more to this crew than meets the eye, Garv. We better keep alert. And we check in on Lobo because we haven't seen him for an issue or two. And he is digging a little dolphin grave. Sorry, fellas, mm. I should have done this ways back. That bastard Iceman's got a lot of paying to do. Don't worry, I won't forget, and I ain't going to let him get away twice. But right now, I gotta get back to Cairn. Get that scuzz docs to get set you up with some real protection. And remind him that I'm only working for him because he promised to protect you guys. If only he hadn't beat me in a challenge fight. Legion 89, number 10. Oh, yeah. Editor yeah. Bucks. That's right. Still, if I could get him to rematch. Hmm. And I think that's it for Lobo this issue. I think, unless he pops in at the very end. Any progress, Commander, says Mary Jane. Get in, get Faze in here immediately. I need her to explain something. How could she explain anything to you, sir? Don't play dumb, Mary Jane. I want Faze to explain why a Legion cruiser containing stealth, Stararata, and Comet just disappeared into the null field. Whoa. And... <laughs> That's right. He's not... He's He's... He is well aware of what's going on here. All instrumentation down, visual only, good grief stealth. What? I told you, it was different. And inside the ship thing, we have been passive long enough, says Quark. It's time we dictated events. So she powers up. Stay behind me, Garve. Are you sure this is a good idea? Lady Quark will not be toyed with. We are going straight to the heart of this behemoth. 
So she blasts a hole through the ship. Wow, we will carve our own path to the controllers of this thing. Follow me. But Tashana, it's already resealing itself. Look out, tendrils. <laughs> and she is tendrilled up pretty quick. What? So fast. How dare they seek to bind Lady Quark. I will destroy all good garb. But of course, she's being sucked out all of her energy. And Garb is not much help either because he is being surrounded as well. They're both being kind of pulled into the the wall, the roof. The They're being pulled into the environment of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neither of them can move. They are being tightened and squished. And Lady Quark says, I'm sorry, Garv. My rashness has doomed us. I don't think so. We were always at the mercy of some. And they realize that the tunnel is sealing. Oh, it's so frustrating to be held helpless while we are smothered. This isn't the hero's fate I expected when I joined the Legion, says Garb. But frustrating is hardly an accurate description. <laughs> it is typical of you to joke in the face of death, Garb. You have a true, brave heart. And the stuff surrounding them has kind of slowed down. Our enemy is cruel. They're prolonging our agony. Or maybe the cavalry, cavalry has just arrived, guys, says Stealth. Did you miss me? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you out soon, folks. Not soon enough, says Garv. How? Hey, I've seen worse, says Stealth. How'd you find us? Weren't you attacked? Ah, oh, it's a long story, says Stealth. Stealth got us in, says Comet. She knows who's controlling this ship? It isn't a ship, says Strata. Well, whatever it is, it attacked us. That's not quite how she sees it, says Stealth. She? This is a sentient female? Not in the way you would normally understand those terms. This is really hard to explain. Let me show you something before I try. There's no longer any danger, I promise. I'm glad you're all right, Garv, says Strata. It's real good to see you too, babe. (laughs) A little tender moment. Yeah. You simply told this creature to halt its attack on us, and it did? Sort of. It thought you two were the aggressors. Look, I'll explain everything after you've seen this next chamber. By the spirit. Incredible. Welcome to the nursery. And there are all sorts of, like, creatures, lots of aliens. They're all kind of hanging around in in this big... Giant chamber. Stuff I don't understand. All these children. Yes, they're from thousands of different worlds. But there's someone I'd like you all to meet. Strata, Garv, Tashana, Captain Comet. This is my son. And that is where we end. We've got Strata holding up a cute little cuddly green baby. So this is like a, uh, a, a an interstellar daycare? <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. That yes, is and not the ending I expected. No, nope. It is. It is a daycare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little space nursery. Hey, daycare is important for a single working parent. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. It's true. It's not like docs <laughs> is get, giving them daycare. So. That is right. So. 
we get a next issue box that says explanations and revolutions and next issue. Very and, interesting. Yeah, that's kind of it. The letter page is pretty straightforward. Nothing too exciting. Um, there is uh, like one of those inside DC pages and Michael Yuri is the writer and he talks about how at this point in time, DC was having a little contest in the conventions, in the summer conventions. He was, uh, I guess, all the substitute editors or all the little baby editors were proposing various miniseries, and then the people going to the conventions could vote on uh, the miniseries they most wanted to see. Yeah. So um, there were characters like Adam Strange, Blue Beetle, The Creeper, Cyborg, Death, Eclipso, Flex Mentalo, Gorilla Garod, Gangbuster, Martian Manhunter. There were all these characters that were being proposed for miniseries, and the one that um, got the most votes was Death. So, High cost of living. Yep. Yeah. This is this is the uh, Death, the High Cost of Living miniseries that will be coming out soon. Right. And which was which was the first Vertigo book. Yes, that's right. That's right. And do they talk about it being a Vertigo book? I don't think so. They just talked that it's coming from Neil Gaiman and Chris Bacallo. Yeah. And they said the number two vote getter was John John. So he, this is when he had his American um, Secrets. Yeah, his. Uh, was that Ostrander Mandrake? No, no, this oh, was okay. uh, unnamed Emberetto. Oh yeah, long <laughs> before that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that guy. Yes. Uh, what guy? I don't know. It was Eduardo <laughs> Barreto. That's all I saw. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Curator. Fair enough. It sounds like a cool miniseries. John John's in the 1950s. And didn't Flex Mentalo got his miniseries around this time too, or within a year or two of this? He would, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, Yuri says that a lot of these characters were under consideration for miniseries anyway, and a lot of them have got some stuff coming up. So certainly Flex Mentalo got yeah. one. Um, I don't know oh, if he any got of the others. 96. Yeah, that's not. I mean, eh, it's a little but bit it was off, but not quite. Like it, so it, they could have started in '92. That's true. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> so true. And I guess Valor was one of the characters. So in Eclipso. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Valor didn't get a miniseries. He just got. He got a 23 issue miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really long, long, long miniseries. Hey, Transformers got an eighty issue miniseries. He got a three. He got a twenty three issue miniseries. <laughs> so that's it. That is it for this issue. But it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. A nice little um, cliffhanger. Yeah, I'm not sure about seeing uh, uh, Dox's kid's butt, but um... <laughs> no, this works out though. I mean, they had that. You know, the big storyline just ended, and then we had, like, that one-shot kind of heavy issue episode. And yep. now, you know, there's a little danger going on, but it's more in, you know, in uh, more of the problem's going to be probably Doc's next issue, not anything else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very, a very true. 
Absolutely. All right. Um, let me just look at. Um, let me just wade through all of the uh, Donna, Donna Troy emails to get down to feedback on uh, our episodes. What? And um, ah, okay. From Howard Madnick um, on uh, talking about our episode fifty-two, which was Lobo's back number four, fragging alive. Um, <laughs> He said it was great to hear you guys pick up on the parody allusion to Sergeant Nick Fury and his Howling Commandos, which we did catch. We were all over that. He oh, says, yeah. but but I'm sad that you didn't pick up that the gospel happy Joes of Confession Company was a parody of Sergeant Rock's stock introduction to the combat happy Joes of Easy oh, Company. Oh, of course it was. Oh, How did we right. totally miss that? Yeah. He <sighs> says, maybe I'm just that old sir so are we yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 we totally missed that and uh yeah so there you go the the at the uh, combat happy joe's of easy company yeah it's a beautiful oh. thing it was. <laughs> it was it was indeed thank you howard yes exactly. <laughs> can't believe we missed that part i know i I'm sure I thought about it in my head, and somehow it just didn't make its way nope. out. Cause... I'll be honest, I missed it completely. I didn't think about it at the uh, time. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. didn't occur to me because I was I was so focused at the time on the Nick Fury thing that I yeah. didn't even think of the in-house reference that they were making. You know? <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Oh, uh, any more, or is that it? There we go. We're good. And I just want to mention, because we got a couple of shout-outs and retweets on Twitter uh, for the Lobo issue, specifically from Jeffrey Brown. Nice. And mm. also from, uh, who actually has some work coming out right now, some uh, in, indie artwork work, uh, coming out on Decoded Pride. Oh, nice. So, Very cool. anyone wants to know about that, let me know and I can on Twitter, and I can point you to the people doing that, because um, they've been guests on my show. But also uh, David Finn, who's another podcaster who does a show called Signal of Doom and a show of a theme we might recognize called Legion Outpost. So mm. he was excited to see some yes. local stuff. Nice. Cool. Cool. Excellent. All righty. Awesome. Well, that is probably it for this week. All right. Yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're all clear, folks. You, too, can send your feedback back to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can uh, head over to the Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. And you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. Murray? That's it. We will see you all next W-E-E-K. S-O-L-O-N-G-D-O-N-N-A-T-R-O-Y. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's too much spelling. <laughs> I'll play that back later. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I'll catch that in post. <laughs> Text me. <laughs> S-L-A-N. That one I can do. Yeah, S-Devlin. <laughs>